And that is the 30-second intro required by law. Uh, today is March 16, 2023. This is episode number 14. We have the usual suspects. I'm Johnny Zero, and Shaner McCauley joins us, hailing from Oshawa, Ontario. Hello. Welcome to the Punk Rock Dadcast. We are not exclusive to dads, moms, or those who can or cannot procreate, or choose not to. We're just two dads who love punk. And a third dad. Uh, we're here to talk about punk. Local, unlocal, old, new, large and small. No rules, no holds barred. Being a punk show, listener discretion is fucking advised. Thank you for wasting your time with us. Questions, comments, want to start a fan club, want to make us stickers, a, stri- a shrine to our excellence? Email us at punkrockdadcast at gmail.com and visit us at punkrockdadcast.com. We may or may not get back to you. Today we have Brandon Summers, a.k.a. Brandon, Richard, R- Brandon Richard. A.K.A. Beacon Seasons. <laughs> Brandon Richard of Facebook fame. Um, welcome to the show. Welcome hey. to my basement. Thank you for having me on to the show. Uh, it's been nice to see uh, the growth you guys have had with your show. Um, been a big fan since day zero. And uh, <laughs> it's nice to uh, it's nice to uh, be able to, to have my, my moment in the spotlight with you guys. I'm, I'm super thankful to be here and... Uh, Super uh, fortunate to know both of you guys personally outside of here, too. So we've run into each other probably several times in and about the scene. Um, but I think this is our literal for first and foremost introduction. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, I've seen you around at so many things I couldn't even couldn't even count them. Like, <laughs> just like so many things. Uh, I think there's just some people that are... Uh, just sort of ingrained in the music scene, and or just uh, fucking yeah, staples. Definitely, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. When 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 I'm you and around. I when you and I first started talking about Johnny, you said you knew Johnny, and like, yeah, you guys definitely uh, ran into each other at many multiple shows and stuff like that. It's like how you and me really only met like nine months ago, but we've probably actually met like thirty five times in the past, and right, actually just right, because exchange credentials, because. Because Matt and you and I went to a show and I didn't even know you. Yeah. You were just Matt's guest. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know you. I think Matt was just like, you want to go to a show tonight? Yeah. I have an extra ticket immediately. You yeah. say yes. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think at that time I was living like right around the corner from there because I was on what? Trowbridge? Oh, or yeah. Right, right, was. right, right, right. I used Thro- to live just off of Orman, just north of there. Uh, Throwbridge. Trowbridge. Trowbridge. Tra- whatever. Trowbridge. Trowbridge. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's an H in there. I don't know. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Well, Brandon, welcome to the show. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. My name is uh, Brandon Summers. I go by Brandon Richard on uh, Facebook there. Are um, you at all related to Casey Summers? No. Who is that? Okay. Well,. That just happens to be that chick that exposed herself on the stage at oh, fucking Avril Lavigne's show recently. That's or, who you're not, talking about. Uh, not show. The Juno Awards. Did you see this? Yeah. Did you oh, hear about this? Oh, shit. She's from Oshawa, isn't she? Yeah, she is. I think I actually might be related to her. Oh, my God. For real? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to post that on punkrock.com. You better. I will. Okay. So I was, um, so I, you, I'm sure you know Mike Polito. Yeah. Yeah. He dated her for a while. No way. Yeah. Oh, shit. And um, me and Mike and Mark, Jay Ducey was their drummer, but Jay couldn't make a bunch of shows that they played in Montreal. So I went with Mike and Mark, 
when we were really good friends in like 2012, the drive chimes. Okay. Um, and I was their fucking pinch hitter drummer for like three shows in Montreal and Quebec and a bunch of other places like the crow's nest and stuff. And uh, Casey came with us. Wow. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, she's a celiac. Uh-oh. So she fucking used to just belch and burp all the time. We're traveling along in the fucking Mark's tiny car and she's just all the way like in this fucking car the whole time. I'm sure that's embarrassing for her to hear, but uh, nobody really listens to this anyway. Anyway, it was funny. Um, we became good friends and, uh, you know, kept in touch for many years. And um, I was very surprised to see her face on the news. So you think you might be related? Uh, there's a pretty good chance. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of those uh, those summers are, are related. But I do have uh, I do have a way out of all of this, and uh, that is that I'm not actually... Uh, biologically related uh, to the summers. Um, well, that's good. You're a black sheep, just like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why we're um, all here today. <laughs> that's that's it. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, the uh, Mr. Summers there uh, is my stepfather, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, not uh, not directly related to them, but uh, yeah, there is a whole bunch of summers kicking around Oshawa. And uh, the lineage is a little weird because uh, the grandfather uh, on the summer side, he actually left town to go do uh, biker shit in BC there. Cool. Um, so, yeah, biker history uh, in the family. But uh, as for me, I just tried to uh, to lay low. That already hurt my grandma's feelings enough, so I just tried to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a biker too, but I don't have a history. <laughs> 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 history in the making. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Harley boy. No. Never was. I mean, I wanted one, but I could never really afford one, so I just drive a Triumph. Oh, those are nice, though. Yeah. It's a big boy bike. This is my fourth bike, and it's black and white just like everything else I have. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I want to, I, I, I contemplated uh, selling the Jeep for a bike. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh. You know what? It, w- it would take up uh, a lot less room in the garage. So you pulled her out of the garage this week? Yeah, I did. Why? Uh, well, my son. Well, it's a punk rock dad cast, so we can co- talk. We can <laughs> did, talk did, about did, our did, sons. Did, did I just did I just <laughs> say cock? <laughs> uh, we can talk. That's uh, a boy dad right there. Uh, kids, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, he uh, for Christmas got uh a little mini ATV, like Gator kind of power wheels thing. Yep. Fucking thing kicks ass. Four-wheel drive, parental control. Did he use this before? He's used it up at his uh, grandpa's in Minden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I have uh, a bit about your yawning. No shit, sorry. Yep, I'm going to play it. Is it, it's gonna is be... it because I'm uh, tired? <laughs> <laughs> you just did a Jaeger bomb, so let it kick in. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's why. Well, I always put the Jeep in the driveway in the summertime. Yep. I only put it in the garage because of snowing. Shoveling. It's only March, man. Fucking spring's coming. We got a few fucking snowfalls left to go. Nope. Now you got another fucking vehicle to move. Nope. <laughs> Wait, you and, think we're and, done with snow? And I, well, I don't have a license. So Joss came home after her uh, three-day... 
excursion with Finn. Mm-hmm. She came home and she's like, why is the Jeep in the driveway? There's three vehicles in the driveway now and you don't have a license. I have to deal with all these vehicles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you can drive them up and down the driveway. Yeah. And, 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 the license for that. and, and that's what my son said to me. She, he's like, <laughs> he's like, daddy, how did you move the Jeep out of the garage? You don't have a license. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm allowed to drive in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just explain that. That uh, you know, yeah, I just can't, just can't move around on the road right now. Yeah, but. yeah, 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 yeah. But he has, uh, he has that ATV Gator thing coming for him, so it's coming on Sunday. Oh, so yeah. you have to make room for that. Yeah. Is it uh, gas? No, electric? no, no. It's a, it's it's electric, but it has the. Uh, I thought you were stark against electric vehicles. I am. I wanted. I wanted a gas powered, but my wife. But, but but my but my wife is like, oh, you can't use gas powered in the neighborhood. I'm like, fuck yes, yes you can. Uh, like, I don't know. Oh fuck, whatever. Until you get shut down, you well, know I mean, me. All right, pocket bike next. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. I'm all fucking punk rock. Break the rules until you get shut down. Let's get him a two stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking right. We'll go to Raglan. My kids aren't coordinated enough to do anything <laughs> like that. Brandon, you've got a couple of kids or something, don't you? Yeah, I have uh, one nine-year-old son, Mason. Nine years old. Yes. Cool guy. And I was going to bring that up, too. And how did you come up with the name Mason? Oh, you guys don't want to know. He was I, conceived, I do. He was conceived yeah. on Masson Street. So, so no, no, no. But this... This podcast that we do, we uh, his mom talk, has a mouth like a we, mason we, jar. We 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 talk <laughs> we talk about <laughs> sorry, every, I don't know who she is. <laughs> we, we we talk about everything openly, and let's hear the story about Mason. Uh so it's uh it's it's honestly sort of like Johnny said. Uh, we started parking on Masson Street because oh. it was so close to the hospital, mm-hmm. and then um I I started joking around with my son's mom. Uh, I would call him my son. Like, how's my son doing today? Oh, my son. <laughs> you know? And then uh, we just uh, just stuck. Just stuck. We found out we were having uh, a little boy. And, uh, yeah, it, was, it just became Mason. Aww. Yeah, my son. Yeah. Mason. Yeah. Mason. Yeah. So that, that kind of reminds me of a story, too. Uh, you know, uh, Matt Rock, right? <laughs> yep. Um, his son, um, Cooper... He, Matt, uh, this is a funny story. Matt always wanted to uh, call him uh, Dean. Really? So that his friends could say, hey, this is Matt's son, Dean. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. That took me a second there. That's a pretty good one. (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty funny. eh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My my cousin's uh, son is named Dean. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But his name is. Dan. I think I met Dan. Dan Sundin? Yes. <laughs> Dan <so>. Sundin. <laughs> Doesn't work the same. Doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know the Maple Leafs, Matt Sundin is uh, <laughs> a leaf. <laughs> I think he was number 13, too. 13 or 16? What Thir- was he? 13. 13? Showing 13. our age here. He's been yep. retired for almost two decades now. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I still don't, I don't think he has a banner hanging. No. I don't know. Wow. Does He's he? never an MVP? I don't know. But I think uh, Matthews and Marner have wiped out 
all his records. Oh, for real, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about hockey. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so Brendan, you're also uh, a DJ. You do weddings and events. Yeah, I do. Uh, do lots of uh, events. Beacon seasons. Hmm. Beacon um, sessions. Beacon seasons. You do. You do lighting. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, uh, lighting, stage production, uh, stage setup, teardowns, uh, corporate sound, corporate events. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much anything with like, uh, like audio equipment or projection or, yeah, any 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 kind of thing of any size. I've done stadiums. I've done small, really intimate venues. I've done AV club shops. stuff. So the shit we would have gotten beaten up for in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm really surprised. And uh, it's actually like pretty decent day cash. And you would never think that, but you can go work for these sick bands. And make really good cash for the day and meet some really cool people. And, uh, I mean, it's not all the time, so it's like it's just pick up extra work. But uh, Yeah. Is that your main gig? Well, I actually, no, my main gig is during the day with Shane uh, at the radio station where he's my, the the head honcho of the department here. <laughs> Let's get your curriculum Shane, uh, vitae out here. Yeah, Shane, <laughs> Shane is uh, the department manager. And uh, he manages the whole web team. And he might not talk about it a whole lot, but holy cow, Shane has a lot of stuff he has to deal with. Um, we just we deal with so many different stations and so many things going on. And uh, Yeah, and now Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Vancouver? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, we have a new station in Vancouver. What station? The Wave 90. 98.3, yep. The Wave, yeah. yeah. You manage another station in Vancouver now. We do. Holy shit. Yeah. What is the parent station of um is it it's not chorus? We're not chorus at all. No. What is the what is the Durham Radio? It's just Durham Radio. Yep. And they manage a Vancouver station? Yep. Vancouver ninety eight three the wave managed by Durham Radio. Durham Radio, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, be pre- be prepared to be amazed. Uh, be prepared yeah. to get a whole bunch of fucking Durham news out in van. Yeah. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Is it just the one station out there? Yeah, for now. Uh, we have another station coming to uh, Grimsby, too. Guys are just taking over the world. We are, and it's all independent radio, family-owned. You know what we don't play enough of on at 94.9? That's fucking CanCon, and you absolutely should because they rip. Who's that? Danko Jones. No. Oh, you know, no, to. no, you know what? I saw, uh, I went to Winnipeg, and me, Matt, Rhonda, and Kyle, and a bunch of us went to uh, a Danko show, Danko don't, <laughs> Danko Jones show, yeah, in Winnipeg, and uh, Danko came out, and they trashed Toronto. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. And I'm sitting there. And me and Rhonda are like, wow. What? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It was incredible. That sucks. I saw Snoop Dogg in Vancouver, and he was wearing like a Vancouver jersey. Yeah. But I'm sure fucking every goddamn city he goes to, he's wearing a Chicago jersey or he's wearing a fucking L.A. jersey or whatever. Yeah. Right? Fastest street cred. Exactly. It's it's like whatever town you're in, you're just going to yeah bump. And I mean, it's, Winnipeg's probably got some sort of 
underground rivalry with Toronto. It 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 their always is like ten to one. So it always reminds really me of that that Simpsons episode where there's a band Shelbyville playing, and they flip their guitar over and they're like, yeah, they read the name of the town. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Springfield. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to uh, Brandon doing uh, uh, DJing stuff and stuff like that and weddings. Uh, do you ever what what is the the worst request you you get? Rick Astley, never gonna give you up. Uh, no, thankfully I I would be able to rock that because I do like a lot of remixes. <laughs> like I I won't just take a song and play it as is. Uh, there's so much you can do with like the DJ side of things these days where you can separate. Um, uh, well, just just kind of like backtracking a bit, but uh, we we don't play normal song files. Um, like if you're a DJ, you have to license your music from somewhere. And, uh, oftentimes the DJ pools, uh, we use will include what's known as like the master studio files. So it's exactly as high res as you would get working on the file right, right. in the studio. Do you have to go um, through SoCan? Uh, I'm signed up with them, but you don't have to do it through SoCan. You can, there's a few other ways to get them. Okay. Um, so I, I pay for like a DJ software with a pretty expensive license, and I also license my music uh, from Tidal. Itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they yeah. have a DJ premium license, so it's normally like 10 bucks a month for the regular one. The DJ one's like 30 bucks a month, though, because oh, wow. like, they know you're going to be hooking up to the DJ software and playing clubs and stuff with it. I always wonder about that, like when you walk into a bar and they're playing music, like the kind that don't have the jukeboxes that you can, like, you know, put it in or whatever right it's just like on the air mm -hmm. a lot of bars that i go to you can be sure that they're not fucking paying for that socan license that they're supposed to be and it cheapens the experience because you know that they're not actually paying these musicians and artists their worth right but you know they're supposed to be right you 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 know that the fucking beatles and the rolling stones and the chuck berries are still getting fucking paid yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's. Uh, I think it really depends because I don't think it's too. I don't even think it's very much money uh, to like get licensed music for your business. Um, they have like Spotify for business and all sorts of stuff like that now, mm. and like the the cost factor shouldn't be there for them anymore. Like that's like I would say that's kind of like a an old argument they used to make, but those walls have been broken down. I don't and know. It's I still see fucking oh, yeah. bartenders they do going it. up yeah. to change the music no. all and the time say, from oh, their own Alexa, phone. put on blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Did you just say Alexa? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I know. I don't want to say any names, but there's a few few music bars in Oshawa that uh, do that exact same thing. And uh, I got to tell you, too, uh, as a DJ, kills me to see other DJs out there just playing Spotify and YouTube and shit. Like, go get some technical skills. <laughs> Learn how to, like, use a DJ <laughs> controller. Like, people just don't even try anymore, and they just half-ass everything. And then they go book shows at, like, the local pubs, and then the whole thing's just messed up, and there's no way to differentiate yourself. Not going to lie, I've done that twice. <laughs> I I, I know uh, my 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 brother, uh, Frequence, uh, what do you call it? Frequence. Yep. The uh, Bitmore. Oh, yeah. Right? So uh, they have... Uh, the touch tunes machine. The, the, the touch tunes, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll see him on Find My Friends or whatever. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Dustin, Uncle D, mm -hmm. he's at the uh, Bitmore. So I'll open the app, and I buy a few credits. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to load it up with uh, some punk rock. 
And then he'll text me. He's like, are you doing this? Is this you, Shane? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> They're these playing are, your favorite song. <laughs> these are all for you. And he's like, thanks, man. I'm so I'm so done with all these dance songs they're playing right now <laughs> i've I'm had like, a fuck enough of stevie nicks right now Come yeah on. <laughs> here's all kidding. these here's five punk rock tunes for you he's like oh thanks so much man <laughs> saved in your phone <laughs> as five punk rock tunes to wet your whistle <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah but yeah uh so um what were some of the uh horrible songs that you get requests for do you ever have to play uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. we play that one. We yeah. play that one, but that one doesn't. Uh, it's not as bad as you think. If you want to get the girls going, no. Sure. If you want to get the girls going, put that on. Mm-hmm. That gets them going. They want. They came to ride a cowboy. Cut, cut, <laughs> <Yeah. Joe>. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you were uh, gonna do a six-song cowboy EP coming up. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So I'm actually really excited to talk about that, and I don't even know if I've told Shane this yet. You're just watching a lot too much Yellowstone, aren't you? Uh, I don't even watch any <laughs> TVs. Um, but my girlfriend watches that show. She loves she loves that show. Oh yeah. But um, is she a country girl? She's actually she's from uh, Kippewa, Quebec, uh, the Indian Reserve there. Indian oh Reserve. no way! Yeah. Cool. Um, and then my biological father, he's actually from uh, from Rama, where Casino Rama is there. Oh nice. Oh yeah, you told me that about yeah. the uh, the native card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting, but um, you haven't gotten your uh, native card yet. I haven't got my status card. My brother and sister have theirs. Uh, I'm eligible for mine. I just haven't. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I didn't find out about that heritage until I was like. You could buy a car with old. no tax. Uh, Paying tax I'm, like oh, the rest of hey, us, like listen, a sucker. Yeah. I'm gonna be using that whole card. The whole card, <laughs> but I just want to, I feel like there's uh I just have to get in touch with that heritage some more yeah. and really just find a place in my heart to honor and respect and, and learn those things and learn how to, how to bring that information forward to, to my own kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Before I feel like in a position where like, okay, yes, I am. That Before thing. you can let it benefit you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've got to like meld myself into that community. Do somewhere. we have any punk rock native bands? No, but I have something lined up for uh, a DJ. Okay. Uh, can I plug into your auxiliary? Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, you can Bluetooth. And this. I've got uh, I've got one great song to share with you guys too. Absolutely. There's uh, a native artist by the name of Keith Sakola, and uh, he wrote a really funny song a few years ago called uh, Indian Cars. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it's something we can all identify with, just having a piece of shit car. It's a lot like that Adam Sandler song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh, it's just really funny. But there is a funny video I saw where he's rolling up to uh, APTN, the uh, Aboriginal yep. TV there. Yep. And uh, in the oldest car you've ever seen with an <laughs> inch of dust caked on the thing. Right. <laughs> and he rolls right through the side door onto the main stage and plays this show right out of the most Indian car you've ever seen in my life. Nice. <laughs> Not like uh, Indian motorcycle. No, oh, no, no, not <laughs> like the Indian motorcycle. I've had a few cars where uh, I was comfortable lending them out to friends if they needed them or whatever, and you know, have to give them the spiel. Okay, look, if you roll down the driver's window, if you're trying to pull it back up, just grab it by the top yeah. and pull it in towards you a little bit, and just kind of bring it up with you. <laughs> Got to give them all until the it tips. gets about halfway up. Okay, and now sometimes the back uh, lights just don't work. 
I leave the cover off of that. So if you just don't see anything, just kind of jiggle your hand and where the fuses are on the left of the dash for a little while. I'm sure you get back to it. I think there's a water issue over there. Sounds, All right. like, sounds like my Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, every 45 uh, kilometers, you got to put uh, some transmission fluid in. <laughs> yeah, exactly like my Jeep. <laughs> Power, you know. power steering fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. refill everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was the worst thing that happened to your car when you had to loan it out to somebody? I never loaned my vehicles out. Oh, no? My no. best friend crashed my car. Ouch. Yeah. Fuck. Wrecked it. I crashed Lost my it. wife's car. Wrecked him. Nearly <laughs> killed him. <laughs> I literally was bragging about how good of a driver I am once. <laughs> with my wife in my wife's car with our fucking six week six week old baby at the time aurora yeah oh, and yeah. then somebody on mary street turning uh, uh sorry rosalind turning up north on mary right right, and right they right, they right. come across in a totally green light for me and i fucking hit their back quarter panel and like moments before i was like i'm such a good driver never getting any fucking <laughs> she was okay uh, yeah. yeah yeah i mean she is what she is now but yeah <laughs> <laughs> My 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 wife was talking last night about how awesome Aurora is. Oh, she's a good kid. She's such a a, a big kid, a leader. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Lori messaged me last night too. No way. Yeah. Really? She was like, "I just want to say, what a pleasure it was spending some time with your girls." How did she get your number? I she on Facebook. She messaged oh okay me. okay yeah, yeah. it was yeah. nice. That is nice. Oh. Good. I'm glad we're all getting along. Now. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, let's play some music, yeah? All right. So this one is called Change That Song, Mr. DJ <laughs> by Tim Timebomb. Oh, yes. Change That Song, Mr. DJ by Tim Timebomb. And friends.
listen to my negativity. I'm super divorced. That was Change That Song, Mr. DJ, by Tim Time Bomb and Friends. Is it in Friends or just Tim Time Bomb? Well, on Apple Music, it says just Tim Time Bomb. Tim Time Bomb and Friends. <laughs> yeah, I say and Friends, too. Anyway, that's for you, Brandon, because you're a DJ. I want to tell you about my DJing story. This is uh, just the one. Yeah. So back in like, I don't know, 2000 and uh, I don't call it 10 or something. I was invited to DJ a wedding somewhere in Chatham. And this is going to be good already. <laughs> you know Chatham? Chatham? Chatham's a town, that's for sure. Yeah. I think <laughs> it was the Wheels Inn or whatever. Like that, that fucking car place with that. Like every room has like a fucking half of a car in it. <laughs> like it's wild. It's a, it's a big farm town. Have you ever been to Chatham? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's Ugh. it's a farm town. Born and raised. <laughs> Actually, I was born here, but I spent a year over there. <laughs> anyway, I met so, some friends. So born and raised, you weren't really a year. <laughs> yeah, that was a total lie. Uh, born and left to the wolves. Yeah, born and spent a year, a season, a beacon season. Uh, I was um, I was invited to play a wedding there. Cause these people only want, like they didn't want to spend like a, a lot of money on the DJ and they were like, you got a bunch of equipment, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess you got YouTube. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got right? YouTube. But it was more of a country crowd and like I oh, fucking no. hate country. And I have like a very large rock and roll Rolodex. So I went with my computer and this PA system that's mostly surrounding you mm-hmm. and uh, just push play for fucking four or five hours and enjoyed beverages. Nice. Yeah. That's the, that's honestly my favorite thing about some of these private yeah. uh, events is, uh, yeah. Oh man. My favorite is, uh, largely like I was weddings. just trying not to get Rick rolled. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I was doing everything exclusively from YouTube. <laughs> I'd like two YouTube pages open and I would like pre do one on one side. Sorry. Yeah. But Ethnic weddings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ethnic weddings. Yeah. They, great food. Uh, great food. And uh, oh my God, they keep the drinks coming all night. They, uh, if you're not having a good time, they're not having a good time. So you need to be having the time of your life. <laughs> Another turning point. Of Shane's fucking clicks is in the. Mix. Oh, was that me? Sorry. <laughs> I'm queuing up the next song. Oh, I turned you off. Don't worry about it. All right. Anna Hale. Do you guys want to hear about the craziest yes. thing that's happened? At I DJ do, game? yeah. I want to hear so, about your top 10 crazy things that happened while DJing. I have had a couple crazy ones. I've had uh, a whole bunch of uh, crazy drunk tricks. Uh, well, So I shouldn't, sorry, I, you know what? Yeah. I have a, a lady I make music with. She said, don't say chicks anymore. So I'm gonna I'm I'm expunging that from the record. Jen, please remove this. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I. I am used to saying chicks and dudes, chicks with dicks. I, I mean, say I say chicks, and I try n- so hard not to. But I don't. When I say chicks, I don't really mean like Gal- all women. They're, they're gals, I mean women whatever. of the looser caliber. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't mean nice women. Oh, okay, fair enough. I mean the ones you'd meet at the atria in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> chicks. Those are the <laughs> chicks I'm talking about, guys. Chicks and dudes. But uh, yeah, uh, lots of uh, lots of uh, young ladies will get rather drunk, and they feel uh, so compelled that they have uh, um, the right to touch my equipment. 
Oh yeah, and that is really what kind of equipment? What do you mean by equipment? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, not not me personally. They don't get in my bubble, but yeah. uh, they uh, like they'll they'll touch your computer, they'll touch your mixer, they'll touch whatever. They'll just come up and touch shit, and you got to tell them like I I've had to get firm about it now because it's just too much. Like every gig, there's something. But, but why? But uh, they think, oh hey, like they just think like, oh it's a it's a DJ and he's kind of my age, like and I'm drunk as fuck. Maybe I can just go like hang out with them or something. I think they're just trying to be friendly, but it's really off putting because you wouldn't walk up to piano player and just fucking touch his piano. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's like. It's kind of tricky, too, when it's, like, my own computer running the music. And yeah. Because they don't know that outside of here, I have access to all these different radio stations and all this shit. Like, yeah. that is my yeah. fucking computer. Like You've got I a personal relationship yeah, with this computer. Yeah, like, no one can You watch that. porn on that computer three well, times a day. You make exactly, love to that computer. Exactly. That's that's my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my wife here when Siri levels up. Like, so, um, yeah, it's, no, it's really off-putting. And uh, a few times there's been... Uh, like women have actually broken down the barricade. Oof. And uh, you wouldn't think like, oh yeah, you, you this DJ at whatever the fuck pub needs security, but uh, depending on like the energy the DJ has, like they know in advance. If you they should get one of those little triangular <laughs> reserved signs that just says, "Please do not touch my fucking shit, bitch." Yeah, no, I basically <laughs> no. I think you should start like doing that. DJing in a speedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, watch out! Ain't I just took Viagra. <laughs> you need a fucking the, the, plexiglass barricade of your own. Just the tip sticking out. Yeah. Dude, I don't. I don't even like fucking karaoke without my own microphone anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We we were at the Weasel, uh, your Christmas party. Yeah, and you brought your own microphone. Yes, I do. <laughs> I bring my own microphone. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a good habit to get into, especially if you have like a pretty good microphone because yeah. most places they're pretty dodgy anyways yeah and they're caked full of like people ew dude shit. like fucking you know. ew yeah <laughs> and and johnny has a germ yeah, i have problem. a germ thing yeah. i'm surprised you uh didn't make me bring my own mic today you know what uh <laughs> i have my own yeah and right. that's the shared that's the one so <laughs> i don't use it <laughs> all right fair enough that's your fucking problem <laughs> You want a fucking sock to put over top of it? Fucking take one off your foot. Go for it. Take it off your foot. All right. <laughs> Shane's got his own microphone over there. Yeah. And he's nice. sitting on his Shane's lounge. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's ready. I am. This is talk yeah. therapy for Shane. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is. Once a week. Jager bombs and therapy. Good conversation. What else do you want to talk about, Shaner? Well, uh, well, fuck, I have a lot of shit to go through. Well? What do you want to dive into next? I don't know. I don't see what you're reading. Well, um, <laughs> so, Jesus. Uh, we don't talk about him on this show. Jesus of suburbia? So, uh, okay. yeah, I don't know. Just going over my porn habits again, I just usually <laughs> browse, the, browse the front page, <laughs> look for something that catches my interest. Yeah. No, so um, Johnny and I were talking, I think, a few episodes when uh, I forget who, who was on. Um, we were laughing about, oh, we've never heard of Green Day. <laughs> oh, uh, light your joints now if you're smoking weed, Richard. guys. This is the, uh, this yeah, is the weed yeah. break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rich, and, uh, Rich and Andy. Rich and Andy. About, oh, my uh, God. 
Did you see? Okay, Andy. I did. I did. That yeah. that fucking guitar. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, Andy is. Uh, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure. I'm supposed to be talking about this, but he fucking posted it online. So fair game. Andy is a quality control uh, person at uh, Yorkville. Right. Right. Uh, right. Right. Or right. Right. At right, Gibson right. through Yorkville. Right. Uh, so I mean, he's been doing this for a million years, and he posted this fucking picture of this pink as fuck guitar case that's what you posted you sent me yeah yeah and uh i'll show you a picture brandon so you can have a little bit of a frame of reference this fucking pink guitar case that's really pink that's like that's like uh what is that that's like pink is pink isn't it it have you guys the amish pakur or whatever pink is pink I don't know what you're talking about, but this is the fucking hottest fucking pink I can even imagine. This yeah, is, yeah. No, this that's is the Barbie's, real hottest pink. Yeah, that's the pinkest pink they make. This Look is at, Barbie's a, nails pink, yeah, and it yeah. says Gibson right in the middle of that oh, fucking case. Oh, that's hilarious. And then you open this case up, Brandon. Oh, look at that. That is gaudy as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, who's that made for? That's, uh, oh, my God. That allegedly is the new Billy Joe signature special, uh, Les Paul Jr. that they're coming out with that I've seen zero pictures of online. Yeah, I've had zero buzz, and he's the first one that I've ever encountered to be able to touch this fucking thing. I'm not a big fan of the guitar personally, but that fucking case. <laughs> it's nice. I'll buy two of those. Yeah. Holy shit! Look That's at that cool. fucking case. It's an LPJ. So it's only got one pickup. No, so you obviously do a lot of paint, like you're a contractor, right? Yeah. So that is the pinkest paint they make. It's pinkest pink, it's called. And there's another one called Vanta Black, and that's the blackest black. Okay, so make. I've heard of these things, but I've never actually seen them in person. It's unbelievable that a cell phone can pick up on these colors and redisplay them on like certain medias because these colors are just fantastic oh yeah they're they're absolutely so vibrant it's insane but they got into a competition there was these two yes. artists and yes they, uh the one of them was trying to make the blackest black and someone yeah. else made a blacker one so mm -hmm. he came out and made a pinkest pink and mm -hmm. there then they got into the pink competition and <laughs> but they're, had a few they're like uh, copyrighted to each other they are they? yeah they yeah. licensed them out so vanta black is licensed to uh it looks UK like a military. black hole yeah, yeah, uh, but I would love to do a uh, guitar in Vanta Black. Uh, I've seen a BMW. Look up a BMW in Vanta Black. Vanta? Yeah, it's V A N T A. Just Vanta Black BMW. The thing has no lines, dude. It's like it completely disappears. It's uh, it's what? it's unbelievable. Wow. Vanta Black. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I mean, this is a radio show, so it's really hard to explain. Uh, pitch black darkest the blackest night you've ever seen i it mean i mean i can time. i can post all this stuff on punkrockdadcast.com mm -hmm. black is the new black <laughs> i you know i love black on black like i have uh stickers on my jeep black on black yeah looks wicked what the fuck were we talking about before this? Uh, so we're going we're going to go back to uh, we we're talking about Jesus of suburbia. Okay. Um. So Johnny and I were talking, I think, a few episodes back, 
about how how I didn't really like uh, American Idiot, right? No. So then, uh, Jesus of Suburbia came up on Apple Music randomly, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I forgot about this song. I really love this song." So, uh, can I play this track? And then I think Brandon also had a track lined up. Yep. So, uh, am I still connected here, Johnny? I don't know. Just All right. Possessed. Let's pl- let's play this track and then skip over to uh, Brandon's track. Introduce it. Jesus of Suburbia. Uh-huh. Green.
from here too yep and that was jesus of suburbia by green day of course it was a nine minute and seven uh, seven second masterpiece oh, i fucking love green day yeah so we were just talking about um that pinkest fuck case what do you call it uh just pink pinkest pink. pink pinkest pink yeah and the vanta black oh so okay the guitar case is hard it's pink. It's pink as fuck. It's hot pink. It's beautiful. I want a Jeep in that pink. <laughs> the Barbie Jeep. Yeah. And um, and the inside of the case, I don't think we even got to describing that. It was... Um, the worst leopard, leopard print. print. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As leopard print as it gets. It looks like... It looks like a... A 45-year-old bar star. Okay. Maybe dog, that's... Dog maybe, the bounty hunter's wife... It's the it's the material right off her ass. Yep. <laughs> hey Shane. What's that? What do you call this? I can't see. I don't have glasses. <laughs> you have glasses? Yeah. It's the most leopard print leopard. Oh yeah, he <laughs> sent me the pic. Got a yeah, real yeah, leopard yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I want the uh, I want my casket to look like that. Oh, just yeah. um, just so you guys are aware, uh, these are my wishes. That for the outside of the casket, right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, Guitar yeah, case yeah, for yeah, a yeah. casket. <laughs> and this, this is the inside of the casket. Sick, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll figure out how to put you in there. Yeah, and we'll figure uh... out how to put pictures online so people. <laughs> yeah. Johnny's final wishes. Yeah. Send me those photos. I'll post them on punkrockdadcast.com. Cool. What else are you talking about, Shaner? Oh, I'm just looking over my notes. I thought you guys were going to keep talking while I look over my notes. Um. Did Did you see? Juicy. Did you see? Not juicy. (laughs) Did you see? Did you see? Um. No. <laughs> did you see? <laughs> did did you see? That's like a French um, a French juicy. Did you see? <laughs> <laughs> Am I still hooked up here? Uh, uh yeah, well, but no. Our guest here, Brandon. He mentioned he had a track lined up. Oh yeah, Keith Sakola in NDN cars. It's just like spelled N D N cars ndn not indian not indian not engine keith Sicola. Sicola. there you go he's popped up there ndn cars (laughs) ndn cars okay so what's interesting about this is the the lyrics are actually uh, subtitled in. Uh, I think it's. I think it's Ojibwe. 
Okay, we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, before we uh, started playing Green Day, uh, you had asked me about uh, whether or not Blamethrower was going to do anything again. Oh, yeah. So I, I know Johnny from the music scene, obviously. And uh, one of the reasons I even was paying attention to who Johnny was was because of uh, this like cool music project he had going on at the time. And then with obviously the lapse of time and COVID and stuff, I actually totally disconnected that memory of you and all that stuff. And it wasn't until Shane brought it up, just maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe around the time you guys started doing this podcast, he was like, oh yeah, this is Johnny, he did this thing. And I'm like, holy shit, that's what Johnny was doing? It's like, I, how did I forget that? Have like, you seen us before? Ah, uh, no, man, I never got to see you guys play, but like, man, I saw like, all the energy online for you guys like before covid and all that stuff it was like a huge thing man like i like really yeah oh man like no it was it was bigger than you're thinking wow yeah no it was sick everybody knew who you guys were i'm very surprised and interested because i mean we just kind of fucking throw that shit together in my basement no are you serious we put a lot of effort into it no and that's what matters though right and and the effort comes across yeah so i don't know no it was cool well actually uh, you'll be very surprised to hear that uh, we have been jamming. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, my uh, my drummer, uh, also named Brandon, uh, he got COVID really, really bad at the start, and all three of us kind of just, well, all four of us, just kind of fizzled off for a while because um, Brandon like had organ shut down, and was really, really fucked up for a while. He's a few years older than the rest of us. Um, I think he's about 44, going on 45 in April. Wow. He's an old motherfucker. And um, the rest of us are like, I'm 36. Brandon's like 35. And CJ, our one guitar player, was like 20-something at the time. And he was fucking awesome. Um, But uh, during and after COVID, uh, CJ kind of lost his spark and just stopped playing with us and uh it was really sad and unfortunate and we really couldn't pick up the pieces and move on without him and we asked him if he wanted to be a part of it still again and it was just kind of radio silence hmm. but home, uh home and heartache is one of my favorite songs yeah home and heart ha- home and heartbreak home and heartbreak sorry yeah. yeah yeah we could play that one later if you want yeah um so we did uh, start auditioning uh, for uh, another uh, lead player. Um, we're working with this guy, uh, Jordan Shepherdson. Shepherdson uh, used to be in a band called Paint out of the Barry area. Recently moved to Whippy. Works for a bank. And uh, he's a decent player. Plays right over there. Alongside me, and uh, yeah, we're just kind of getting back on the horse and uh, working on a lot of new material. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, we're working on the follow-up to Ground Beef for Breakfast, and we're tentatively calling this um, uh, Utterly Unheard of, another cow reference, because <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's tentative, and it's... My brainchild and everybody else kind of disagrees with it, but I think it's kind of cute and and kitschy. And uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but uh, we have a lot more uh, 
input from um, other members of the band this time around. Um, I'm not the primary songwriter any longer. Um, there's a lot, like a, a, a significantly more equal effort uh, from everybody doing, you know, rounds and just like, I'll sit here, I'll play on this amp, my drummer will sit right there, uh, the bass player will sit right there, and the guitar player will sit right there. And he'll be hooked up to the bass. This guy will just have the djembe or whatever. And then... Uh, Nobody sits in the Shane's lounge. Well, you'd be surprised to understand that, uh, yeah, we keep that completely vacant while you're not here. <laughs> and plastic wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's all kinds of stains all over it. Or should I say Shane's? Uh, there's, we set up the, the, the Vox in this corner and uh, Jordan plays on the Vox and we just kind of sit around and strum lightly and quietly while my kids are in bed and try to come up with, uh, you know, new and exciting material. And, uh, that's the other thing I do once a week or try to, um, but yeah, we are definitely working on new material. Um, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard to get together. It's hard to align our schedules. And it's really hard to create new material. Um, I saw some stuff on your Facebook recently that I really thought was... Um, you could fucking punkify the shit out of that one song you were singing in your shed. It was, uh, <laughs> it was something about... It was like a protest song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that song. On it. Protest song. It wasn't like, song? no, it wasn't like that. It was just really good, man. Like, the, just the lyrics really struck you. Against me? Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember. You, you know the one I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, it was, eh? uh, hey, hey, ho, ho, the yes. job has got to go. This yes. manager blows and the pace too yes. eager. <laughs> I yes. can barely stand the danger. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, honestly, I just have so many musical projects going on it's hard to like differentiate them all and yeah. i i really i've ha just got to like get through them is the problem and i yeah, think where dude. i'm at now is uh i'm i know what you're saying it's really hard to get guys together and like work on a thing and so now what i've done is i've just had to find other people that are already making all of their money making music right and i've had to say hey i'm working on this thing I would love if you would want to help me on this because it's 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 happening with or without you. You yep. can help if you want, and if you don't want to, I don't care, kind of thing. But um, I actually have crazy news. I I mentioned I was trying to mention this earlier, but uh, I don't even know if I told Shane this. But um, so yeah, I'm working on this like this country album project thing, yeah. and uh, I've been wrote it all myself. But then I sent the uh, the rough draft to the to the people we work with at the country station and they edited the first draft of it all for me. Um, cause they, they, I mean, they have to listen to that country music all day or whatever, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I was just trying to get their input on it. Like, okay, what do you think would fit? Like, does this word right? Or should I change the word? And then once we got through the writing phase, uh, like now I'm really working on the music, but, uh, I've had a huge ton of help from so many people over the years. And, uh, the the guys in Blue Rodeo have actually been like super huge and friendly and uh, is that uh Tom Clancy, uh Jim Jim, Jim Cuddy's band Jim, yeah. yeah 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 right right with right. uh oh jeez Jim Jim Cuddy and uh, oh right 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 who's right, the other right, guy's right. name in the band there uh, I totally forget his name 
I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, Basil, the the bass player, is actually going to record bass for me on my country album. Sweet. Cool. So I'm like Sweet. super excited about that. We're going to be recording it at uh, the Woodshed Studios in Toronto. Which yeah. Is, uh, Blue Rodeo Studios. Right on, man. And uh, I'm trying to really go for like uh, a mass appeal on the sound. So we're going to have uh, Tim, one of the uh, Blue Rodeo producers in-house, and we're going to have um, actually Kevin Dietz. Uh, who was the producer for the Glorious Sons and J.J. Wild. Oh. Cool. So they are like, obviously have gotten really big the last few years. But uh, yeah, so Kevin's won some Junos and uh, I'm really excited to work with Kevin on some uh, some projects. So once we finish up the country thing, um, yeah, obviously we're, we're branching back to, got to finish up some of those, uh, those other songs I wrote. Um, and uh, yeah, I really hope I can do something with them one day. Because uh, I have, like, just so many things in my head, and it's uh, hard to get them all out. But uh, You know what's the worst and the biggest killer of that? And I know you're a, you're a bunch of years younger than us, aren't you? How old uh, are you? 33. Okay. So at least three years younger than me and about <laughs> 14 years younger than Shane. <laughs> um, but, man, thanks, like, thanks, uh, work, work fucking sucks. And it's, like, I run my own business. And I want to put aside like two hours of every day, you know, 10 to 11 or 10 to 12, right after I've had my coffee and, you know, when I'm totally amped up and I'm not drunk yet and uh, and just put together something creative. And it's so fucking hard to find the time, you know, because it's like you got to keep up with household shit and you got to keep up with work. It's it's more than people realize, too, because it's not like you can just walk downstairs and everything's ready to go. It's like, okay, I have 15 minutes of free time right, right now. Let me spend 10 minutes hooking all the shit up so I can play for five minutes. Well, here's the thing. It's like it Believe it tricky. or not, I have this basement wired for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Like, I can turn on any one of these amps and the fucking head and the, the drums have eight mics at oh, any nice. time. Yeah, jo- all right. Johnny will give you the full tour. Of I'll give you the, the tour later. I can the, flip it on. wiring. And within... Four to five minutes, I can have yeah. this. Like that laptop is over there under my under the stairs. You see that whole padded area? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so you guys talk about uh, gear, gear, but alone time. And, yeah. And downtime. I mean, I could flip it on, but why, then like, well, why do you think I stay up till four a.m.? Yeah, but I can't fucking play drums at four a.m. No, but I got AirPods and. You know, you, you, Johnny, you know exactly what I'm going to do when I get home tonight. I know. You're going to listen to this, gonna and you're going to send me 47 text messages that I'm going to read in the and morning. And I'm going to make <laughs> all the notes, and I'm going to yeah. be fully prepped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's well, what I do. Uh, we've got uh, Keith Sicola, NDN Cars, lined up for play for your listening pleasure. And I'm going to go give uh, Brandon the tour of the fucking studio. Cool. Please, Mr. Officer, let me 
Keith Sakola, Indian Cars. Thank you for introducing us to that massive track. Because I didn't listen to it right now, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that later. <laughs> because I was giving you the tour. It's funny. You're going to be in for a laugh. Yeah, Johnny has an excellent studio down here. Um, if you can call it that. Oh, you can call it that. It's fucking part-time because like, I have to like work around my children's <laughs> schedule. <laughs> like, If this were anywhere else, this could be productive. You know, but uh, yeah, we were talking about interviewing and interviewing skills. And I mean, all right, I, I see that you've got your uh, your DJ equipment out and I'm sure you want to do something with that. I do. I do. We'll see. We'll we're going to do a, go. we're going to do something we've never done here before on the Johnny Chainer punk rock dad cast. And we're going to invite a DJ to DJ and I'm going to relate this to the fact that the transplants 
do an excellent punk rock DJ. And we were talking about different types of punk rock a couple of weeks ago, right, Shane? We were, yep. And, and like, how they all sort of uh, intertwine with each other. And I think the thing about punks is that we're not always fucking purists. Not always, okay? I can't speak for all of us. But, like, there's elements of DJ and hip-hop and other stuff that get intertwined occasionally with punk rock, and I think that's a beautiful thing. We're expanding, you know, punk rock to be... Um, consumed by different and newer generations and always sort of making it fresh. And I think that that's, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air. And what uh, Brandon's going to uh, introduce us to today um, hopefully will spark some interest in something in any one of our lives. And maybe we can, uh, you know, use that to collaborate in the future. Um, I was going to talk about how, uh, how I don't think Nardwar gets enough respect and i think that it's a little bit more recent that people understand that he's a little bit uh neurodivergent but also an incredible established and very thorough interviewer and i saw him recently interviewing uh skinhead rob and uh travis barker from transplants and they were sort of getting it was an outdoor festival i believe Somewhere yeah. here in Canada, it was a, a. They were getting a little bit impatient with him. I think it was Warp Tour. Yeah, and you know they are kind of getting bored with his antics, and I don't really think that they're necessarily antics. I think that he's just a little bit. He's he's a little bit pushy. He might be a little bit, but then when you actually stop and listen to what he has to say and look past the fact that he's wearing a fucking. <laughs> and he's the dark, human serviette a darky outfit yeah, yeah i mean yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. i mean he's he's ultimately an actually fantastic interviewer yeah he's got a fucking annoying voice yeah but do, you know do, what do, do, do. yeah and he's got that stupid shtick all the time that you know <laughs> he's trying to make people do but, but okay here's a question for you guys would you rather be interviewed by nardwar or ed the sock Oh, oh, tough question. Oh, 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 oh. Nardwar, oh, oh. for sure. Nardwar? I, I, I can't even talk about this right now <laughs> because it is still uh, confidential. But Brandon, I will fill you in later. I can talk about Ed the Sock. No, we can't right now. So Ed the Sock has actually followed Beacon Seasons for like three years. Oh, yeah? That was we, like my moment. We are going to talk about this off the air. <laughs> All right. Trust me. I uh, I uh, auditioned as a bass player for a band that um, the lead singer has a regular podcast with Ed the Sock currently. Okay. About last year. I almost want to pause this just so I can tell the story. Write it down so we can talk about it later. We will. Okay. It's in my head. Anyway, I also saw a more old, or I could say older, uh interview with Nardwar versus Henry Rollins. Oh yeah. Oh. And he was the same. He was getting a little bit impatient with Nardwar's antics and then Henry Rollins is like, "Okay, you got about 5 seconds left for this interview." And then Nardwar just starts spouting off at the mouth with like big old underground history about Henry Rollins and like shit that people don't necessarily know about. 
And like he did that with Skinhead Rob and he did that with Travis Barker. And like I really loved his angle on stuff and, you know, introducing people to things that they wouldn't necessarily have heard of otherwise. Most interviewers are fucking topical. They just give you the shit that everybody wants to hear, spark interest, get likes, get, you know, listens and everything like that. And you know what? Nardwar is not necessarily, uh, you know, the easiest guy to listen to, but his content is just impeccable. He's fucking fantastic. He's very thorough, which I like. And I would love to be that caliber of interviewer someday. I'm interviewing your ass every fucking week. Yep. <laughs> what I like about and Nardwar who else is on the couch <laughs> is that uh, he's got these. Uh, Really thoughtful gifts he gives yes. to each of the people he's interviewed. Yes. And uh, I've noticed most of the time the people just, like, break the gift in front of them. Yeah. And it's actually kind of sad because most of them I thought were like, oh, wow, like, if someone ever gave that to me, like, I'd be I'd be pretty nice of them. And they just, like, I don't know if it's, like, all everybody just kind of in on the shtick together or what the hell's going I wonder on. If, I wonder if he pre, like, tells them, hey, you know, break my heart or whatever. Yeah, no, you almost have to wonder because, like, yeah, he's there's so much uh, yeah hostility from all the bands towards I saw him, this guy. I saw him do <laughs> an like, interview. Why with, take the interview? Yeah, I saw him do an interview with Questlove, and he gave like Questlove like some old ass stuff from like I don't know, I can't even remember the band's names and stuff <laughs> that like he was part of like before he was even before he even fucking had an afro, <laughs> you know, like just like wonderful, wonderful things about, you know not to be cliche, but his roots of, you know, kind of where he came from and how he established himself as a musician. Recently, I read uh, how Questlove was um, uh, defending Meg White's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as the first, uh, third female drummer ever to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and how her simplicity gave her, you know, like the whole Ringo Starr thing, you know, she wasn't even necessarily on time, <laughs> but like he was just really congratulating her on the fact that she did such a good job with Jack White and the White Stripes over so many years and just did that lo-fi simplistic uh, what the song needed type of uh, type of musicianship. And I don't know. It's great to see, you know, big guys standing up for the little guys like that. For sure. For sure. Anyway, what do we want to do here? Uh, do you want to talk about some more shit? Or do you want to give this, uh, uh, this old bloke a chance to fucking show us his stuff? He's ready. I ha I have two directions. <laughs> okay. We can go Brandon. That's what he's here for. Yep. Or there was something I posted the other day about ripping off music. Oh, the offspring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk about that. We'll close out with uh, a little little punk DJ mix at the end. Okay. Um, can you pull up these two songs that we're talking about and show us in a DJ fashion how very close they are? I yes. Yes. Even already better. have them lined up. I think he can do it better. Okay. Because he's got two turntables in front of him right now. Take a picture of this motherfucker. <laughs> He's literally got two turntables and a microphone. 
You want me to pause this for a second? Yeah. Yeah. So Brandon's got this queued up. Uh, what are these two uh, song names, if you don't mind, Shane? Oh, am I live now? Frank and the Arsons or something? Frank and the Arsonists? Alright, yeah, this is uh, One You Thought You Loved by uh, Eddie and the Arsons. And then uh, we think it sounds really similar to uh, this other song here. So <laughs> I just blended those over and you almost can't even tell there was a, a gap right. in the song. Right. Wow. <laughs> now watch, we're going to go back. So I think, I think obviously it's in a different key. Yeah. But uh, I mean the chord progression, uh, vocal progression, the whole thing's the same. Except for obviously this is more original than the original track. Then yeah. we're going to go back into... Uh, Want you bad again? No fucking wow. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, first track manipulated in any way? Like, do you have that pitched up? Uh, it's it's not pitched up, but it is five uh, percent faster to match the speed of the other track. Okay, fair enough. Can you play the original version of it? Yep. This is even, I think this is even a little bit more accurate of, of how that is. So it's uh, it's going to slow down a tiny bit. We got a couple more BPM here. So it's uh, this is the actual speed. It's a bit slower. The offspring one's a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit more natural, but. And this was written three years prior to Osprey. See, I wish I had... They have that exact same line, do they not? Have the exact same line in the other one? Pretty close. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, obviously, this is a podcast. It's hard to show off like what the yeah. what the audio waveforms look like. But uh, I mean, if you were to if you were to rip this into to Logic and compare the two right. uh, more side by side, you'd be DJ able Cumberbund to, style, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe you just put that together. You're a fucking amazing DJ. Thank you. That's great. And, uh, I'm and, really glad we. And and. You're available to hire, so where can people reach out to you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, yeah, beaconseasons.com yet. <laughs> Don't buy it on <laughs> me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can reach out on uh, on Facebook or Instagram uh, or at beaconseasons at gmail.com. Okay. Um, you can catch me for booking there. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's a pretty busy, busy year already. I already have... Uh, Lots of bookings on the go. It's hard to keep the the calendar uh, clear. My girlfriend's already super mad at me about <laughs> how this summer's gonna be, but uh, it is the way it is. But yeah, you 
you're available for hire. So uh, anyone looking? Weddings, events. Yeah, weddings, events. Uh, Birthday parties. Yeah, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> bar mitzvahs. Um, and so, yeah, one funny story for you guys. Bouncy uh, castles. The, the most interesting <laughs> gig I've ever got to play was uh, at the venue nightclub in Peterborough. Okay. Um, I roll in there for a ladies' night one time. Oh, yeah. And there was oh, a lineup story. around yeah. the block. And uh, I'd never played such a big gig before. And uh, they had a male stripper out that night. Oh, <laughs> and the things you don't know before you sign up, right? <laughs> and uh, the stripper actually tipped me money. Wow. So that was the that was the first. I've tipped a lot of strippers, and I've never <laughs> so <laughs> been tipped by a stripper. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, do you mean to say that the stripper gave you a tip? Yeah, he gave me the whole tip. He gave me twenty bucks, <laughs> <laughs> just the tip, just the just tip. The tip. <laughs> but uh, no, that was uh, probably my most cherished twenty bucks. And then uh, being a musician, the other cherished uh, money I have is I have a check from the mayor of Oshawa for. Uh, playing in a, a series. Yeah, John Henry series. or Dan Carter? Dan Carter from when they had a, a music series during COVID there. They were putting up uh, musicians at all the different restaurants. And yep. uh, I keep that check inside my guitar as good luck. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting to see the different things that touch each and every one of us as musicians. And it's very, very cool that... Uh, we can edit and manipulate these things very quickly. And the different media formats that we have, you're a visual artist, uh, Shane, I'm looking at. Yeah. And I mean, I'm more of a uh, musical yeah. artist and I assume largely probably so is Brandon over here. Um, you know, visual artists can occupy a space of your time with something that stops you visually. And we can overtake your senses, or at least your hearing, uh, you know, for a moment of time, or whatever that may be, uh, you know. It's it's weird that, and it's great that, like, as an audience, you can stare at these types of things. And, you know, when we're watching any band, you know, they've got, like, a laser show or whatever like that. And, you know, w but we're watching the band actually perform, which is a visual right, art right, in right. and of itself. Yeah. And then we're actually listening to them mixed live as well, which is another form of art. And, you know, you could see that on TV. You could, you know, see largely edited shows and movies and everything like that. But I don't know. One of the just one of the just most visceral aspects of uh, of performance art to me has always been music. Because it's just such uh, an overtaking of all of your senses when you actually are able to experience this live, which is, you know, it's incredible. I don't know. I think Gene Simmons said it really well is that he there's a, there's a power that you have like kind of when you're on stage to like command the presence of the room. And he said that even if he wanted to, he could tell everybody to touch the the stage lights and burn their hands off if he wanted to. <laughs> and uh, there, there is a certain, certain energy in there to control the, the whole energy of the room. Do you want it to be frantic right. or do you want it to be relaxed? And I think, yeah, music really is, uh, well, it's a man-made connection to our emotions, right? Like and there's a very large music. crowd mentality. Yeah. When it comes to that. Big Whereas 
with visual art, you know, uh, i.e., uh, you know, just a billboard or anything, you might look at that. Like, that's very personal. You have a connection with that that you're looking at, but you don't have the crowd mentality of, yeah, you know, that's like a great poster. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's tricky. Yeah. I, I have to do a lot of graphic work, actually, with Shane. And yeah. uh, I find myself questioning a lot your motives things and just trying to make things like like be consistent and like look really good all the time and it can yeah it can be tricky to to make everything be a certain way but i'm trying to be more visual about my shows now with the dj gigs uh got a projector got lasers got lots of lights going oh yeah just trying to keep uh art is keep visual elements going extraordinarily subjective is it not <laughs> oh yeah it's just great that, like, you know, what you and I might find attractive in art is uh, something that other people might find completely ugly. Like, Yeah, like my boss. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I like the punk and goth aesthetic and, uh, you know, largely other people like bright and visual colors and contrasts and stuff. And I don't know. I'm more of a Tim Burton attractee. And, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Are you a Nine Inch Nails or Manson fan? Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, probably more Nine Inch Nails over Manson, to be honest. Yeah, no, yeah. I think hopefully everybody feels that way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how comparable the two are necessarily, but. Just from that darker era. Rob Zombie. And whole thing, you know? Yeah. You ever watch those, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and any of those, like, Rob Zombie movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen all those back in the day. Yeah, man. I was really glad that he uh, sort of uh, transferred over to the um, video world and, like, you know, filmmaking world because. Oh. Fuck. Excuse me. His um, his music videos were always great. And then, you know, then he's doing uh, whatever. House of a Thousand Corpses and whatever else. What what were those other movies? He, he did a Halloween movie, too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He did a Halloween. Yeah. Uh, what was that? There was uh, Devil's Rejects. Yes, that was. That up. was a fucked up great movie. <laughs> yeah, it and I probably watched that when I was like I don't know sixteen. Yeah, way too young to be watching yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and like my older friends who are like you know just a couple of years older than me at that time, which was enough to make a difference. My mom would let me watch this. Fuck man, if my mom ever caught me dead watching this shit, <laughs> I'd be in shit. <laughs> Now I'm like 36 and I have to watch what my kids watch. <laughs> Cuckamillion! <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, it changes quick, guys. Fuck. It changes. Yeah. You guys are going to miss that. They're going to grow up one day and you're going to be like, where did the Cocoa Melon go? Because all they're watching is TikTok or whatever. And right. Oh, it changes and it, it gets sad. Your son is what, eight? Yeah, he's nine now. He's nine and, now. Uh, just like the content he watches, the things he watches, just way different. It actually... Makes me sad a little bit because he used to love Curious George and that was always our thing. Yeah. And that movie was really special to us because uh, his mom and I split up when he was really, really little. And uh, there was times where I didn't know, just because of our custody situation, how like when I would get to see him again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for it sure, became uh, sure. really important. And there was that uh, that Jack Johnson song. Yeah. In the Banana Pancakes? <laughs> no, upside down and uh, upside down, and uh, just that song just became like our our song together. Yeah. And uh, 
just we we never knew what tomorrow held and if we would see each other again but mm. he i just tried to let him know how much i loved him you have and, like full time now though don't and you? have him full time yeah because wow. yeah his mom uh fought me for years and years and years and then as soon as march break came she just uh first of uh covid there when covid first started three years ago yeah so yeah the, she three years ago march break yeah she yeah. dropped him off and uh he's been with me every day since then wow man i mean congrats because it's really hard to see a male win in the custody battle. No kidding. I wouldn't have won. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it doesn't feel like I won though. Cause I didn't really win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a, feels like a weird loss in a way. <laughs> Cause like my son lost his mom. Right. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I don't know. She's still around once in a while, but I, uh, hope she's, she's getting her life together. Yeah, and you and you know what, like. Um, well, good on you for taking that responsibility. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, custody battles, and um, I hope to God I never go through this with my wife. But uh, I would never, ever talk bad to my son mm-hmm. about his mom. Um, I would never want to break that relationship. Yeah. And uh, I would always hope for the best. You know? Mm-hmm. I would want that relationship to continue. Yeah. I think you guys are, are married to, like, really reliable people. And uh, yeah. I think it's I was fucking in, rare, in, man. in a situation <laughs> like but, that. But I know growing up, like, you know, my, my mom would talk bad shit about my dad, and my dad would talk sh- bad shit about my mom. Oh yeah, and yeah. and I would never want that for Finn. Yeah, you know, growing up. Like, no, and I I think because you have experienced that that even if things went bad like that, you wouldn't be that. You yeah. wouldn't because you know how that hurt you, and you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't send that into the like next it, generation. Like it fucked you know? me and Uncle D up. Yeah, big. You know, big like time, yeah. so like it's not gonna happen with with Finn. So. It's it's. You no, it's, yeah, it your, it's you tricky. Gotta, you gotta do it for your kid, man. Like, like the kids, you know how your kids are. Like they, they watch and learn everything. They pay attention to everything. So, like, you can't be bad mouthing another parent. Or yeah. I don't even like arguing in front of Finn because he is standing right there. He can watch and see everything right and i hate it and you just they think that that's acceptable and like you know i think it just triggers their fight or flight reflexes a little bit too much and it's way too young of an age for them to have to have to deal with that you know i mean everybody's got to learn how to argue yeah for sure but you know certain age and place and a time kind of thing yeah for sure. for sure raising kids is tough man it is it's tough you really just have to think about I only about, have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does Brandon. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, my wife does all the fucking raising. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I'm a father figure. I'm a father. We're all fathers. But she's just there more, you know? I got a business to run. and I mean, they're in bed by the time we start our podcast. But... 
I tucked them both in and gave them a little kisses goodnight tonight. And it's tough, man. I didn't see them all day, and I come home at six o'clock, and I got till seven thirty to hang out with them. That's the best, though. I love I love doing bedtime with them. Yeah. Just nice snuggle time at the night, and uh, he'll uh, tell me all about his day. And yeah, it's just such a nice time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I have a few more. That's the parenthood segment of our uh, of our podcast for well, tonight. Well, yeah, it, it is a punk rock dad That's cast, right. So we do have to have some dad time. Yep. Um, you've been burping a lot, so I have a song lined up. Burping? <laughs> I put down my beer an hour ago. Can I, uh, am I queued back up again? Uh, you're going to have to find your way to the Bluetooth. I'm on Bluetooth. Okay. Start it over. Introduce it. What? Hang on. This is Gob. Bad day for Johnny. Yeah. Yo, Shane, I might have to get. Excuse me, but can you uh, fuck out? That was Gob with some burp song. That was for Johnny. Thanks, Shane. You're welcome. <laughs> well, we are going to sign off for the evening with a track from the fabulous Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, tomorrow is uh, St. Patty's Day, and we want to wish all our uh, listeners a happy St. Patty's Day tomorrow. Be safe. Uh, don't damage your livers. And if you do... Uh, We're not here to help. Good for you. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. We're we're doing this day in and day out by ourselves. <laughs> Thanks we, for having without me. Without an guys. occasion. Do we, yeah. Hi. <laughs> do we do we run our outro? I forget. 
I'll do it after. Okay. Yeah, don't All worry right. about that. Right. Uh, here we are with uh, Dropkick Murphys, and in order, in honor, in honor of myself, Johnny, I hardly knew you. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us. Come the fuck. <laughs> All right, I don't know why it's not playing. What is this, a cell phone? Navigate away from it for a fucking second.
before to see a home from the Isle of Ceylon. 